everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 143. We are at pod... No, episode 144. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I have to remember to properly edit the outline and not do this shit so late at night, you know? Yeah. Then again, I was out late last night, so yeah. Tisk tisk tisk. No, no, no. Friend of mine was having some issues with work and finding a job, so I found her a couple of leads. We just kind of sat there and talked for about a couple of hours. And she's, well, I'll explain that in my weekend day. So, how is everybody tonight? Yay. Yay. Okay, let's try this again. Next week is the Drunken Christmas Special. How is everybody tonight? Yeah, but that's next week. Yeah, that's next week. Yeah, but you would think you'd get excited that it's in one week. <laughs> no, because it's next week. Also, I don't have any alcohol on me this week. <sighs> Point, I suppose. I it's suppose. a dun-dun-dun sting here. Mm-hmm. I've got lots and lots and lots of alcohol. Well, that's... I plan to rectify my alcohol situation, obviously. That's because you are the staff lush. Oh, please. You're the one always going out and getting drinks and crap like that, so don't even start. Yeah, but I can handle my liquor. So can I. As can I. Two shots of Everclear. What happened? It was more than two shots. Three shots of Everclear. What happened? It was more than three shots. Four shots of Everclear. What happened? It was more than four shots. Five shots of Everclear. What happened? Do you realize I almost drank half a bottle of Everclear? And you were on your ass. Yes, with half a bottle of Everclear. Lightweight. Did you just call me a lightweight because I got (laughs) drunk off my ass over a half a bottle of 190 fucking proof vodka? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you'd probably be fucking passed out with a half a fucking bottle. True, true, true. But then again, these spirits just scared the shit out of you. It didn't scare the shit out of me. But you barely drank any of it. Because I was drinking other shit. Uh, well, I Plus, su- I don't tend to drink all of your shit. Fair enough, fair enough. And to make an actual correction, it's episode 143. I mistyped in the fucking outline. Whoops. Well, you did say 143 first, and then you said yeah. 144, and now you're you back corrected to 143? Yourself. Yeah, I'm auto-correcting myself. It's the gross episode, because that's what 144 is. True. Well, we've come a long way. So, we are live tonight, week of December 17th, 2013. We are live on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, with replays Thursdays at 1.00. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as Chatzilla, uh, Merck, XChat, or any anything else like that, head on over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork. There is a link. You click on it. Your default IRC chat client will come right up. 
and bring it right into the chat room. But if you prefer the old-fashioned way of typing it in, it's irc.gamesearch.net, and the chat room is VOG. And also, if you go to the live site, there is a spot for you to check in and to jump into the chat room. And check-ins are live, which means you listen to us, you check in, you get like five points. And those points go towards a raffle. You have to opt in for it. Um, I believe this week's uh, prize um, for the raffle, no, this month's prize for the raffle is a $20 gift card to the online service of your choice. Steam, Google Play, iTunes, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, anything like that. So, yeah. So let's kind of get down to the nitty gritty here. <clears throat> um, well, let's see. Uh, most of it was involved around working. Mm-hmm. And uh, as most of my money was tied up in a check I had to send to my lodge for uh, dues, I couldn't really do very much of anything. But I got paid today, and all that sweet Thanksgiving and uh, holiday pay and overtime finally fell into my lap, so I guess who's that that, who actually has money to spend on on a Christmas gifts now? Well, Including I... you two, so there's that. <laughs> well, fair enough. So let me guess, when you got the check, did you do that whole scene from Conker's Bad Friday where your eyeballs turned into dollar signs and went, yep, I'm gonna get tanked tonight. <laughs> well, you know it, but then again, all my all my checks go direct deposit, so it's just a uh, piece of paper with, hey, you got paid today. You have monies! Mm-hmm. I don't even get a paper. I just get an email saying, you have monies. Here's a PDF of your, of your pay stub. Okay. What about when you do your taxes? Don't you need to, uh... I keep all my stubs, you know, for when I get you know, my taxes every year. How's that work? You have to, uh... Like, put all the uh, PDFs in a RAR file? No, I do it online. If you do your taxes online, they don't require you to send anything. Huh. Because everything is so digital, half the time, payroll companies, their stuff's online, and, and the government has access to it, so yeah. Now I so, want to yeah. play Conker's butt for a day. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you gotta get the one on the N64, the... Uh... The re-release on the Xbox was uh, kind of terrible. Actually, I have it for the 64. I just don't know where my 64 is. I have it for Xbox. It, the remake, the graphics were a lot sharper. It was a lot. It was good. I'm not saying it was better than the N64 version, but it was just as good, if you ask me. I didn't like that they redid some of the songs. Well, I think it was due to licensing or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. you don't fuck with the Great Mighty Pooh's song. And I'm going to throw my shit at you. Yeah, now I gotta go find the uh, Let's Play of that. I, <laughs> I believe it was uh, Chugga Conroy who did that. I'll have to double check my uh, records here. But uh, yeah, that was my uh, weekend day. Work and money. Hmm. Alright, so... Mako, how was your week and how was your day? Um, it was actually pretty interesting. I went out to dinner with uh, Michelle after her thing and a couple of other people on Friday. Um, I was really, really bored Saturday, 
So I sat and made freaking loom bracelets. Mm. Um, worked a little bit. And basically that's it. But I, I guess I'm a little bit ahead of the game. I only have two Christmas gifts left to buy. That's good. Oh, well, and, and the rest of yours. Hmm. Need a crack. It was a uh, Nintendo Capri Sun who uh, did the he did the uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day Let's Play. Well, I, put a link, I put a link to it up in the chat. Yeah, it's you, quite funny. Enjoy it before it gets pulled down by YouTube. <laughs> also, I believe it was a blind run, so... When he oh. gets to the Great Mighty Pooh, he's a... Uh, he has no idea how to react to it, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I got my, uh... Star One pointers in today, so I'm excited about that. What do you mean pointers? Like laser pointers? No, like um, the extendable pointers that teachers have, and it's the Sailor Moon Star Ones. Huh. So I got the Jupiter one for me and the Venus one for Idiot Boy for Christmas. <laughs> Who is this Idiot Boy that you speak of? It's not me because it sure, Mercury. It, it, it sure as hell ain't me because you know if I'm being called an idiot, I could just idiot my. No, I'm not even. <laughs> I could always just idiot myself back to GameStop and return something. So. Oh well, I can keep this too. That's fine. And my cookies and the coffee. You do realize you're going to give it to me anyway, so. Yeah, I know. See? I don't know why. I don't know why I threaten you. <laughs> Because my punches hit harder? Because he's uh, immune to threats? Yeah. No, it's just fun. Or, I, I was gonna say, you're like me, who takes the hyperbole at face value. And invites you to back them up, but that comes from a, something completely different. Something along them lines, yeah. No, I just find arguing fun. Yes, because she's bored. She should have been a lawyer. Oh, God, no. I don't want to argue for a living. I just like to have fun and argue. All right. An argument hobbyist. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Right. I, I just I just sit here as I'm going to talk about my weekend day. I just find it amusing that Trillian will pop up and let me know somebody is sending me a message. That, that kind of amuses me. And sometimes it's like, depending on what what client it is, it's like, do you not see my away message? But whatever. My weekend day is, it's been good. We're kind of under the gun to get these machines out. But it doesn't help that some of them are getting tagged, so we're manually doing the installs. So that's going pretty well. Um, I skipped out on an open bar and lobster tails on Friday, and I'm kind of annoyed by it. Why would you do that? Because you I had... To do? What? Do you have something else to do? Sort of. Sort of. I had to go to the uh, DerpyCon staff meeting this past weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I didn't realize so after the fact the timing, so I'm like, I could go and then come back and just go from there. 
but then I realized, given the time to go back and forth, I probably wouldn't get back out to, like, Parsippany Morristown to, like, close to midnight, and everybody would probably be in the room sleeping. So the con chair is like, I'll give you a ride. I find out that he's running late, so somebody else is coming to pick me up. And I'm like, dude, if you had told me this, I would have stayed at my office and worked two more hours. I would have worked till 10 o'clock. But I guess somebody was looking out for me because one of the staffers has a, I think, a, a truck or a minivan type with the license plate Sailor V. Nice. So I guess it wasn't so bad. We got stuff done. Things got a little interesting. But yeah. And a whole lot of snow. And a whole lot of room service. A lot of snow? What are you talking about? Dude, I was out in western Jersey. It was like five to seven inches. Yeah, they got snow in north Jersey this weekend. Yeah. The blizzard got rained out down here. I know. I was so pissed when I got home. I'm like, the fuck happens in the snow? And then, because of what somebody said, I blamed it on Mako-chan. Well, of course he did. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I was wondering why you could blame it on me. Well, now you know why, if you didn't figure it out already. No, I still haven't figured it out. Why are you blaming it on me? Because you talked about how it was was going to rain in your area instead of snow, so... Yeah, and you were nowhere near my area. Spite. Spite, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I spitefully caused it to rain. Yes, Uh you did. And if we go to the chat room real quick, Hockey Common says, It's weather like this that has me wishing I had an adult tricycle with a rack and pinion steering for the two front wheels like some sort of ice cream bike carts from days gone by. I still see those. Yeah. Like on the uh, the shore communities. Mm-hmm. Regenerator says, If I had a laser pointer, I'd just get my cat to go nuts trying to chase the red dot. We all do that to our cats. Yes, because we're all evil. Yes. But isn't Storm onto your game? She's like, no. Storm doesn't really play unless there's catnip involved. So Storm has to do it when she's drunk off her ass. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Where have I heard that? everything's funny for her. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. Maybe her owner. I don't know. See, there you go. So I took some of the time, worked on my holiday cards, and... Well, I'm going to run over to Staples early in the morning, buy a couple books of stamps, and just finally send them on on their way. And like I said earlier, or I don't know if I said it on on the podcast, I don't remember, but um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine yesterday because she was was really getting down on her luck finding a job, and I know that feeling all too well, so I knew some people, so, you know, I got her resume. We sat there and we talked. And we just, because I know her through the con circuit, it was... Uh, blah, 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 Jamie. She was on our ep- She was on for the PonyCon episode like m- months back. But check this shit out. We were just talking and like trading off, like showing off photos and stuff. She rec- she recognizes my Scott Pilgrim, and she was like Comic Con Party 2012. I'm like, yeah. She was like, remember talking to a girl in a black dress? Yeah. She was like, that was me, and I'm like. That was you. And then we continue to talk some more about this little con-like event up in Harlem that she was interning with the guy with about it. I was like, PJ Minipop, I was there. 
And she was like, I was, I did, she was like, I did a cosplay for One Piece. And as soon as I got home, I went through my photos, found it, and threw it on her wall. Because I said, I probably took a picture of you. And I did. And she goes into the category of people I cross boundaries with who end up back in my life as awesome friends, like, years down the line. So it's all good. <sighs> um, let's see. Do we have any uh, housekeeping stuff? Staff? Re anything to recap? Yes. Next week is the first live anime jam session Drunken Christmas Holiday Special. <laughs> I think this is our third one because the first two were on were were just recorded offline. But this time, this year we will be live. And we do have guests. I will not be announcing the guests until towards the end of the show. You tease. Yes, yes, I do. You mean thing. Yes, I know. <sighs> what can I say? I can be a bit of a bastard sometimes. I'm not even going to say anything else. You know, I actually, I actually purposely paused so that somebody was gonna make a snide comment. Marco. All right. We have some interesting news coming up tonight. We gotta thank Awesome Mako-chan for. So let's go ahead, take our first break, and then when we get back, we're gonna start throwing down. How does that sound to y'all? Fun. Yeah, sure. Okay. Cool. We'll be back.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Okay, all right. You know, I actually had a thought, an interesting topic to, to, to bring up, but the, the topic kind of just went past me. Thought, I had it on my mind when I was coming home tonight. Guess it wasn't that important, but, um, Maka, do you think you can cover Anime Nation real quick, or do we have to save that for next week? I wasn't able to go. Oh, right, I forgot. I you, had work. You probably didn't miss much. Um, from what I was told, they actually, there was about 200 people there. Um, a lot of them being in costume. And, uh, basically everything happened in one main room. But they had people that were able to donate, like, soba noodles and edamame. So, there was taste testing and things like that. So, everybody had a lot of fun. Yeah, but... I suppose, I guess, but the thing is, but I, again, it wasn't it wasn't a convention. It, it was, was just another anime club's get together. It was. It was, yeah. it was a high school anime club that got together and had a bunch of people come to the library, basically just to promote themselves. But I mean, for what it was, everybody had fun, and that's the main point of these get-togethers. Yeah, but people will still say it's a con. It's not a con, but it's a con. You know how some people are. Yeah. Yeah, I went out to dinner with everybody once everything was done. You and your endless salad at Ruby Tuesdays? Yes. I hurt my salad. Oh, God. You and your damn salad. What? I like salad. Uh, Okay. All right. I just like salad that has more than, you know, lettuce on it. So cheese, croutons, bacon, chicken. You have to understand. Yeah. You have to understand, I, I, I don't like that, too. You have to understand, Mako is not a rabbit. Neither am I. I can be if the veg, like if I'm in the mood for veggies, I can sit down and eat veggies. But, I mean, it, it's not just, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of meat on the salad. There's beets and edamame and sesame seeds, and it's not just like, oh, look, here's some meat and a little bit of lettuce underneath. Ugh, beets? Ugh. I, I hate, like beets. Shut I up. I hate beets. Nobody's asking you to eat the beets. The beets are mine. Why don't you just beat it already? Oh, God. <laughs> really? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh boy. The new Sailor Moon merchandise. Oh god. What about it? Mm. Luna and Artemis coffee mugs. <laughs> to quote the macro from the Hardy Boys, varying degrees of want. And the tails are the the are the 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 handles. I oh should, my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I should. It's so I'm cute. going. I'm going to post this on my Facebook. Like, which one of you fuckers is getting this for me? Okay, really. Oh, and it's got like Artemis and Luna on the back kissing or something. I can't bring it up big enough to to see. It's so cute. They are. They are. I want it. You. What? You. I like Luna. Luna's my second favorite character of the series. I'm That's just the saying. reason why most of my names on online is Jupe Luna. It's, no, no, it's not that. I'm just saying. I want it just as bad as you. I know, but I want it. It's so cute. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was the one that derailed the show today. Yes. You should feel proud. I am proud. But at least I derailed it with, you know, something anime-centric series kind of thing. Yeah, and, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to actually link the frickin' um, picture in my on my Facebook, because if I link the link, it won't go. Oh, bastards. Oh, God, that is so frickin' awesome. Anyway, we should probably, like, you know, continue. <laughs> yeah... That was since my I, thought as well. Since I kind of derailed everything for mm -hmm. cuteness, but that's okay. Fair enough, okay. See, now I'm lost in my tabs because here we go, thank you. Okay, now, I got an invite for this, and my first thought is, are they doing an, are they doing an anime? The hell is this? What the hell is going on? So as I decided to join this this little event and read up on it, I discovered what it is. It's called Santa Company. It is a Christmas anime feature film. It's a special Christmas animation project. They're on Twitter and as Santa underscore company. And they also have a Facebook page, Santa Company 1. The project is being led by Kenji Soto. He has worked with Hayao Miyazaki and Satoshi Kon. He produces direct live-action films, music videos, commercials, and some animation projects. And he also teaches filmed techniques and so forth. He wants to do a Christmas anime film. Well, I'm actually trying to go through all of this. Pretty much, he it's his way of telling the story of Santa Claus. It's a company that delivers all of the gifts, and I believe it's up to a couple of kids to convince to convince one child that there is a Santa and is a reason to celebrate on the ho during the holidays. A reason specifically related to Santa, at, at least. Something along those times. Something along something along those lines. They've already um, announced some of the voice talent. Um, one boys uh, will be voiced by uh, Ri Kugamiya. Another character, Pedoro, is Takahiro Sakurai. 
just go back to the uh, the big teaser art for it, that big big uh, promotional image. Yep. Am I the only one who thinks Rudolph looks like an angry, violent drunk? Probably. Well, he does have a red nose. Yeah, but at least the uh, songs or the stories about it say that it's like some kind of supernatural effect with that glows or something like mm. I don't want to say you know just stuck a light bulb in his nose or something like that but you know or bioluminescence at least this one he just looks he looks like he's ready to you know, throw someone down the steps in a drunken fit probably but there is a kickstarter oh, you're looking at Prancer there is a Kickstarter event for the Santa Company. It's this Saturday at Maid Cafe in New York in Chinatown, New York City. The event starts at 3 p.m. Anime Jam Session will be on hand to help. We will be recording the event, and if we can, we're going to try to stream it online as well. There will be a link directly on the website for that. I just hope that my decent laptop can handle it. If not, we're fucked. But anywho. I'm guessing, going by the art, Thomas is the uh, aforementioned kid who doesn't believe in Santa. No, it's, uh, it might, I thought it was Noel, but it probably is Thomas. Cause... Look at the art, he's all like, yeah, and, like it, it, yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. While uh, Noel's all like, cheery and perky. Because yeah, if you go to the actual, fa- like there's an actual, if, uh, there's an actual event page for this on Facebook, and it does have a better explanation as to what's going on. They're asking for $50,000 to fund the film, and they're already at 45000 with 436 backers with 15 days left. That's pretty good. They'll make this goal. Mm-hmm. And they do have stretch goals, such as, um, let's see, commentary by the characters with multiple language uh, subtitling. Uh, there's a light novel that'll be in PDF format. With the English dub track. Now the cool stuff. They also... Wow, these sketches of Rudolph are really promoting my case. That might be. But what's pretty cool is they're going to do a special screening for children <laughs> and families that were affected by the Fukushima uh, earthquake. That's nice of them. Mm-hmm. I just realized as you go down, they have everything translated into French and Italian... So Marco, can, so, Marco, can you read that? <laughs> no. Mm. You remember I couldn't load this page, right? Oh, right, right. But then again, <laughs> you only know, like, what, three three curse words in Italian? I, I know my Italian curse words. I took two freaking semesters. Yeah, I, I, t- I took two semesters of Italian in college, and the only thing I remember is the curse words I knew before I even took them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another favorite. I don't know if this means, you know, chatterbox or... And Hockey Comic goes, Shades of Polar Express? Uh, no. no. Because Polar Express had that creepy CGI. No, it didn't! I don't know, Tom Hanks is a character look kind of, a, you know, hollow-eyed and featureless at some times. At least I think so. No, I, I actually liked it. Um, how long is this going to take to produce? Because, you know... Ah, uh, they're looking to have it out by 2014. Oh. Because I was going to say, they're 
they're kind of rushing him. They're going to get it out by this year. <sighs> Stranger shit has happened, so if they can pull it off, more power to them. So what else we got today? Alright, um, let me close this out. Mako, do you want to take the next one, or does Ari uh, have to take Sure, I'll take the next one. Go for it. Oh, it's this one. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, singer Ayumi Hamasaki is engaged to a UCLA medical student. Her official fan club announced on Friday that the 35-year-old singer is engaged to a 25-year-old male medical student at the University of California, Los Angeles. She added to her fans, as my partner is an ordinary student, I would be very happy if you could watch over us quietly. The couple had gotten engaged on Thursday. According to a source linked to Hamasaki, she is not pregnant. Hmm. The two had met during the New Year's holidays through a friend and began dating around spring. Hamasaki has told fans that she had married uh, Manuel Schwartz, an Austrian actor living in America, in Las Vegas on January 1st, 2011, about four months after meeting him. However, she announced a year later in January 2012 that she had gotten divorced. Hamasaki had not registered her marriage with Schwartz in Japan, so her upcoming marriage with the medical student would be considered her first in Japan. Interesting. Kind of an odd phrasing that she said, I would be very happy if you could watch over us quietly. Which has me thinking, either she doesn't know, like, she doesn't know what she's really asking for them, or she's not being firm enough with them to say, hey, private life, stay the fuck away. Well, considering she's already been married once, and the marriage only lasted four months, and she's marrying somebody ten years younger than her, and they've only known e they've known each other for less than a year and they met when she finally told everybody that she was no longer married this just feels weird no it there are far weirder celebrity marriage things in this country than oh i know i know there's standard. some there's some really weird stuff out there i know that marriage is at last that can be counted in hours and not days or even months. Yeah. Well, I I looked. Well, I think it's. I think this was perfectly planned, though. Because I mean, after all, she's already going deaf in one ear. She's marrying mm -hmm. a medical student. When when she loses the hearing in the other ear, what can she do? So. I'm not saying she's marrying a broke. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Could be what she can do with it about her going deaf. Get some hearing aids. Seriously, it's not like she doesn't make enough that I can get the, get the really good, really small ones without any problem. I mean, but also on the same token, their their jobs will complement each other. They'll they'll always be busy and shit. So you know. Huh. Odd way to look at it, but, you know, I'll allow it. Now, my thing is, how did they meet, though? Didn't it just say? Yeah, it just said. Did it? 
or one of us just said the it. Two, the two had met during the New Year's holidays through a friend oh, okay. and began dating around spring. Oh, I mustn't. I'm sorry. Based out on us. Uh, it happens. I'm going to assume she was on holiday here in New in in the U.S. and the student probably didn't know who she was per se or something like that. Then again, I just found out recently that Ayaka Komatsu was in New York running in the friggin' ING Marathon. Really? Yes! And I was like... I don't know, but I was like, if I had known, I would have gone. The hell? What? Ugh. I hate it when this happens. I I got a tweet from my, um... For my Twitter. And I thought I had, I had muted that, but guess I didn't. Anything of any significance? Not somebody was saying, tagged to me. I'm just saying, if I were to get a Ronma costume, I'd run around like a ninja forever. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Moving right along. Moving right along. Yeah. Well, Ari right, says she said you wanted to take the, the following one. I will. Co- I'll take this one. Go for it. Suspect arrested in Kuroko's basketball poison threat case. Tokyo Police First Investigation Section arrested a 36-year-old man suspected to be the culprit in threatening letters sent to convenience store chains and other establishments and Tadadoshi's Fujimaki's Kuroko's basketball manga in Osaka City's. Higashinari Ward on Sunday. The suspect, Hirofumi Watanabe, of unknown occupations, formally investigated for the charge of obstruction of business. According to police, he admitted to his crime, saying, I'm sorry, I've lost. There is a breakdown to what's going on here. Since October of last year, locations linked to the manga's creator have received threatened letters, including some type of powder or liquid substance. Um... A source in investigation of the threat said there was a high possibility the liquid was sent to the university where the stu- where the, the manga creator went to, uh, Sophia University, and it could emit a lethal dose of hydrogen sulfide if vaporized. The university heightened its security be- procedures. Another round of threat letters were sent last month. Um, several doujin events ba- for the manga was also canceled because of this. Except for one, Shadow Trickster 3, it went through without any problems. Uh, they canceled an event at Comic Cat. Alright, well, it's kind of sad. Why is this guy doing this? I don't know. Is he just nuts or something? Was his favorite fandom, was his favorite pairing sunk in the, in the manga or something like that? I don't know, maybe people It seems completely disproportionate to, to, uh, oh, I read something in this manga I didn't like. This guy has to fucking die. Seriously. I, I, I don't get what this guy's M.O. is. Well, a lot of people were saying that, um, like, there's been a lot of rumors on why he was doing this. One basically said that, um, the guy doing it was like used to be a friend of his and actually gave him the idea for the manga mm. and 
because he basically stole it. Um, this guy's basically wanting revenge. Another was um, that he was an ex-student and was just basically jealous of this guy's fame. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of different stuff on why this guy tried to do it, but right now it's all rumor. And it's all completely batshit. Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I see, I'd sooner believe the whole f- friend took the idea and ran with it. I'd sooner believe that. Mm, well, there's no telling, but I'll keep on the lookout, because... I mean, this has been in the news now for a year, so once they finally find out what the fuck was going on in this guy's head, they'll probably at least release something about it. I hope to God so. Alright, Ari, you said you wanted to take the next one. Go for it. Sure. So, Japan's Avengers anime is turning them, as in the Avengers, into Pokemon. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. What? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back in October, Utopia Toei's animation was making a cartoon called Marvel Disc Wars The Avengers, which had a toy line from Bandai, obviously, and sounded suspiciously like it was going to be Pokemon, but with Marvel superheroes. Well, rest easy. It's definitely going to be Pokemon with Marvel superheroes. Here's the updated plot of the series. Loki has trapped the world's superheroes into discs, so of course a group of kids led by Spider-Man must run around the world collecting them. Supposedly, the putting people into disc technology originally comes from S.H.I.E.L.D., so I imagine we'll see these kids choose their heroes' discs to fight bad guys who happen to be wielding discs with Marvel villains in them. I choose you, Hulk! Whether Hulk or the Howard the Duck will be redesigned as a kid's adorable, wacky, talking animal mascot is as yet unknown. But if he was, that would make the anime a license to print money. And as soon as I saw the headline, this, um, like, my love for both of these fandoms was dying a little bit inside. Well, number one, you know, they're tearing spider... They're eventually making these kids out into the... You know the first incarnation or like of the Super Friends where they had Wendy, Marvin, and, and uh, the Wonder Dog with them? These sort little of. junior heroes that didn't do anything? Sort of. That's pretty much what they're turning these kids and fucking Spider-Man into. So, it's just so well, so they're going, they're going, they're going. Well, with... you, you, you do realize that Spider-Man is the Pikachu of the series, right? Spider-Man, I choose you, Spider-Man. Oh God, <laughs> damn it! Captain America, <laughs> I choose you, Captain America. Hang on, hang on. Okay, here's what I was looking for. Yeah, well, number one, why would Spider-Man want to do this? I mean, he's not an Avenger. Ooh, <laughs> low blow. No, seriously, oh, wow. he's not. Like, wow. No. Kids trapped in this burning building. Sorry, I'm not a part of the Avengers. No, no, no. This is a low blow. Macklemore saying to Spider-Man, he wears his uncle's clothes. <laughs> oh man! Is we gonna do a... The only way I want to hear Marvel and Pokemon in the same sentence is if someone's doing a Marvel superheroes versus Pokemon fighting game by Capcom. Poke superheroes. 
Yeah, Super no. Super Combo would be a gigantic, you know, rage, like, thunderstorm, kind of like East Tower's Raging Storm, only fucking yellow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm looking at these toys and the pseudo transformer ones are kind mm-hmm. of freaking me the fuck out. Uh like Captain America and Hulk. Yeah. I mean, I get that you want them to transform like come out of the disc, but seriously, they look nothing like superheroes when you transform them from a fucking triangle into what should look at least somewhat human. Mm. God damn it, Hulk. What have they done to you? Seriously, look at the version of the Hulk in the transformed form. I saw. I saw. At the very least, what what Iron Man looks like, there could, he could very well have a prototype suit of armor that looks like that. That just hasn't worked all the kinks out of. Actually, I think I saw something like that in the background during Iron Man 3, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be so insane, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Watch for the game coming from Nintendo. Uh, Of course, it'll be Nintendo. Probably. Uh, Shall we continue? Sure. Slightly! Alright, toast the new year with Evangelion Champagne. (laughs) Retailer Rakuten is selling special bottles of Eva Champagne, perfect for New Year's. Made by family-owned Cadier, whose bottles of Cuvier Brut Champagne herald from the Champagne region of France. Each bottle is etched with an illustration of either Rei, Kaoru, or Asa... Asuka, and embedded with the Swarovski crystal, and if that's not enough, each bottle also comes with a special Eva charm and a double door display case. I mustn't and get drunk. I mustn't and, get drunk. I well, mustn't get drunk. For three hundred and fucking dollars each, that shit's gonna stay in that bottle. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm picturing. Um... Gendo drunk off his ass from the champagne, telling Shinji to be a man. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm picturing Shinji getting, like, getting fucking hammered off a glass of champagne. Uh, and Asuka uh, telling uh, him to man up. I'm imagining much worse things. Of things that we will are. not discuss. Too late. Things that we will not discuss. Oh. <laughs> Look, come on, there's a fucking Ray bottle of champagne. You know he's gonna get really freaky with that shit. Well, with well the Japanese the are kind of small, so... Both. <laughs> well, the Japanese are kind of small, so... Yeah. <laughs> Doc Titsuya comes in with, You are not sober. That reminds me, how come there isn't versions with uh, Shinji or Gendo on it? I know I might actually think about getting the Gendo one just because I want that Gendo pose staring at me, like staring back at me would from the champagne bottle. Think about it. Would you really buy a bottle of champagne if it had Shinji on it? Really? I'm like, yeah, because I'd be like, one glass of this will have you fucking hammered, you fucking lightweight. He's looking at you all emo and shit. Do you want it on your friggin' bottle of wine? I mean, really. It'll be an excuse to get drunk. So I don't have to look at his fucking stupid ass. I'd... 
I'm surprised Masato's not on there. Oh yeah, she'd be perfect for it. Yep. Just drink the entire bottle in one one shot. Be like, ah, yummy. <laughs> just, like, mm, another thunk. Seriously, I'm sorry, my mind keeps going back to that image of Gendo, Gendo stumbling around drunk with a champagne bottle in hand. I suppose. And if we go back to the chat at live.vognetwork.com, to go refer back to our last article, act deaf with the crossover that makes sense is Transformers and Pokemon. Transform and roll out. Yeah, that joke's been done in the Pokemon fan plenty of times. <laughs> Optimus Prime, I choose you. Um, Alpha Canagram goes, I would buy one of Shinji if the double door display packed the voice clip of, Eng- of English Shinji going, Aah! every time the door opens. <laughs> oh, God. That's, wow. <sighs> Nothing like milk in a cash cow, now is there? Mm, speaking of... I'll have a segue, but go for it. Mako, did you say you want to take this one, or...? No. Oh. No, Just I took... the way you segued I, in the way. I took the, I took the one previously, so technically it would go to you. Okay. Is it me, or is yeah. it Ari? Does no. it matter? Mm. I'll take it. Go for it. Whatever. Death Note manga gets stage musical by a Japanese-U.S. team. <clears throat> uh, Sugumi Oba and Takashi Obata's hit manga Death Note is being adapted into a stage musical that will run in Japan and South Korea in 2015. Uh, blah, 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 where it's going to play... Uh, Frank Wildhorn, an American composer known for songs sung by Whitney Houston and Natalie Cole, is scoring the Death Note musical. He previously wrote the musical for the Jekyll and Hyde, uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel, the Civil War, Carmen, Wonderland, and the Count of Monte Cristo musicals. Uh... Tamiya Kuriyami, uh, Kuriyama, a res- uh, recipient of the Japanese government's medal, uh, medal with purple ribbon, is directing. Jack Murphy is writing the lyrics, and Ivan Menchel is writing the script. The cast has yet to be announced. Uh, and then it goes on to explain what the manga is. And if you don't know what the manga is, you've been living under a rock. Of course, the big musical number would be uh, with the Ryuk. Ryuk's uh, love for apples, hmm. and of course it'll be a it'll be a all trippy and you know weird. At least that's how I'll play it out on stage. I get twitchy. I do handstands. Cue epic floor routine by the uh, guy playing Ryuk. Fair enough. Even, even for this, that went in the weird direction, didn't it? <laughs> I actually, there was a link to, I had posted this on my Facebook, and a friend of mine had made an interesting comment. I'm trying to freaking find it. Because I know I didn't go back this damn far. Really? It's not. What happened? 
I'm trying to find a stupid... It's not here. Well, a friend of mine actually parodied Springtime for Gendo to L or something like that. And it was pretty fucking funny. Well, now now there goes an image of Gendo singing Springtime for Hitler. Well, that was already a skit a few years ago. What convention was this? Anime Next. Fuck, I don't remember it. I must have gone to that uh, masquerade. Probably. I know I was there. It was like 2010 or something like that. Hmm. I'm going far back into Sunday. I'm like, really? I know it wasn't this far back. It was, Well, what do you know? It was Sunday. The, it was the, when the, the comment came in. Here we go. That is from my friend Mike. And now it's springtime for Kira. Got up the new world. Ryuk has apples again. We're writing new names in the book. It's time to give justice a new look. Springtime for Kira and Misa too. Mellow's in hiding again. <laughs> Springtime for Kira and the Death Note. Hey, L, what's your real name, my friend? Wow. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> I yeah, you shouldn't have. You went there, but you shouldn't have. Why is that? Well, what? Hmm? What? What? Going there? What? Where are we going? We're going to a place where you don't sing. Well, depending on the pitch of the song, I can sing it. We're going to a place where you don't sing. Oh, by the way, oh, just oh, by the way, I'm getting the mugs. I saw that. <laughs> It was I kind of figured you would. No, it's funny. My friend, she asked, she asked me, my who my favorite pony and send she were, and I told her, and she was like, "I can get you something for here and send it on time, or I can get you something from Japan and it'll be late." I'm like, "Get it from Japan." So it looks like I'll be getting both of those mugs or one of them. Nice. I thought she was going to say something like Sailor Venus riding a Twilight Sparkle, like a steed. Like going to battle. Charge! I'm glad you said that because given the shit that's been posted on my Facebook, I really didn't need that image. Sorry, nothing will beat Sailor Moon riding Luna. I thought, you mean, don't you mean Usagi riding a, a crystal ball? Oh god, that was horrible. <laughs> well, not as bad as Goku riding a Dragon Ball. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Why does a drunk episode have to be next week? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think we need to move along. Yes, I think we do. And, ooh, this one looks good. The settings for anime are, understandably, usually in Japan. Those that aren't like the season's outbreak company, I couldn't be become a hero, so I reluctantly decided to get a job. Wait, that's an actual anime title? And... Ma- and mage is a magi or mage or opt for fictional fantasy settings. Even they, they, call is... Maj- they call him magi. Magi. Huh? Yeah. That's what I, that was my next guess. Mm-hmm. 
Even less common is a series that takes place entirely overseas, whether in Europe or in this week, or in this case, the United States. So let's see. Number seven is Hero Man. Shouldn't be a surprise that Hero Man, a joint project between Stan Lee and Bones, takes place in the U.S. <clears throat> series star Joey is a kid living in Central City, which in turn is loosely based off Los Angeles. The manga was brought over in English, but, but vertical. But oddly enough, the anime has made stateside outside of a streaming. This way, plans for a TV broadcast. As soon as I saw Center City in that article, I thought, "Oh, like, like my definition of Center City is you know, Center City, Philadelphia." But that's yeah. only because you know that's what's close to me. Now, the funny thing is, I heard about Hero Man like two, three years ago through Electric Sisterhood because someone they had talked about it, and I don't think I ever went looking for the anime, but you know. Uh, but yeah let's see number six freedom location Las Vegas various locations freedom started out as a sci-fi show with humble beginnings the six episode series was a really a big celebration for Nissan Foods cup noodle but managed to pull Akira's Katsuhiro Ultimo Bones writer Dai Sato who was writing scripts for Space Dandy, which I can't wait to watch, and Inoyasha writer Katsuhiko Chiba. The story involves Sakaru, a citizen in a post-climate change moon colony, with his sights set on returning to Earth. The government won't allow it, but Takeru heads out anyway and lands in Vegas before trekking across America. Uh, number five is Pet Shop of Horrors, which is in Chinatown, L.A., Count D, the proprietor of all things strange, sells his wares in Los Angeles' Chinatown district. There he sells unusual pets to customers looking for something unique as long as they sign a contract. If they break it, they bought it, and the store won't be held accountable for any ill side effects from the purchase. Selling something really strange in a Chinatown? Who would have guessed? What about gremlins? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Gremlins? What? Well, that too. I was just thinking about in Chinatowns in general. Mm. You've seen some of the bootleg toys in some of those little stores, haven't you? Yes, I uh, have. Yeah. Anyway, number four is Red Garden, New York. Gonzo's musical zombie story takes place in the private school on Roosevelt Island in New York. The series shows many popular New York, New York landmarks as well as the fashionably dressed undead school girl zombie fighters. The series was one of the last Gonzo produced before restructuring in 2009 and spare some stylistically similarities to the Count of Monte Cristo. Hmm. Well, if you're going to kick zombie ass, you want to look good doing it, so there's that. That's why I can't wait for the order to come out for PlayStation 4. Anywho. Number three, Chrono Crusade, New York. Did not know that. The post-World War One era series Chrono Crusade takes place in New York during the Prohibition era and before the crash of the stock market. The series follows members of the Order of Magdalene as they fight encroaching demons in the U.S. The series employs a lot of religion-fueled science like holy water bullets and soul dive technology to perform exorcisms. That actually sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Number two, Gunsmith Cats in Chicago. This was so good. <clears throat> the well-researched original anime video series based on Kenichi Sonata's manga follows young bounty hunter Raleigh Vincent and her sidekick Minnie Mae Hopkins. The series may have had an impressive budget as the animation team went to Chicago several times to research the setting, including visits to a police academy and gun shop. 
A long chase scene follow, following the Chicago Turnpike is one example of research that went into the series' creation. I have this on VHS, and I could have sworn I had bought this on DVD. So I'm going to have to end up having to track down a used DVD of this, because the original DVD is going for a lot of money. And number one is Bacado, which takes place in New York, Chicago, and Alcatraz. Year 20 stories of the Bacano cast converge first in New York City after an immortality elixir co- continually switches hands in the 1930s. The beginning of the series sees multiple characters drinking from the elixir in New York, causing havoc, and getting arrested. Vlad Russo, Fiero, and Isaac find themselves in prison in California's notorious Alcatraz Island prison work, while others make their way to Chicago. The anime's art director, Satoshi Ito, visited New York locations like Grand Central Station, Hell's Kitchen, Chinatown, Little Italy, Little Italy and more to accurately, accurately portray the series' locale. You know, it's really good that these animators and such do their research on these kind of things. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, I heard that one episode of uh, Lupin Third, it was supposed to take place in Kansas City, but it looked like some kind of podunk village, like, Podunk town off the uh, highway somewhere, like, like, like it looked like it wouldn't have more than like a thousand people living in it. Gotcha. Now, my thought is: Are there any other titles that we know of that do take place in the U.S.? I don't think there's many, but have, isn't there? There are some with references to yeah, American locations. Probably so, because I know there are other titles that take place outside of Japan, but. When you think about it, it's like, well, didn't this... No, wait, that took place outside of Japan somewhere else, but not the U.S., you know what I'm saying? Well, even an episode of Pokemon takes place in Hollywood. Because I was going to say, Full Metal Alchemist should be on the list, but I'm like, no, wait, that took place in Europe, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, and I'm like, shit. I got my... My, I'm like craning around, staring at my my t- my collection, and looking at scanning and looking at. It, I'm like, hmm, maybe, hmm, maybe. Don't think I have. What about it. you, Mako? Can you think of any off the top of your head? I guess not. <laughs> I knew I heard wood. I knew I smelled wood burning. <laughs> Sorry, the thing had muted itself. Whoops. Yeah, well, I was thinking, um, like, there are series that I know of that um, they've mentioned going to America, and characters have left to go to America, but they've never shown America. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, they have a very fractured view on it. Or if they do, they show some sort of landmark that is... Like, very obvious, and that's basically all they show. Mm. Like, like the Helsing Statue Ultimate, of Liberty. Helsing Ultimate, one episode takes place in Rio, and the establishing shot is a is a view of the Christ the Redeemer. You know, the big statue of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if they do show something, it'll be like the Statue of Liberty, or one of the bridges or something like that, but not really anything like you can say, Oh yeah, I know what they're, where they're going and I know what they're doing and where they're, where they're, where, uh, where they are. To register participation for this week's episode of anime jam session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase memory. Mm. 
we go to the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com. At Def, every time I hear Pet Shop of Horrors, I think of Little Shop of Horror, followed by, now why hasn't Hasbro made the littlest Pet Shop of Horrors? Oh, God. Talking about some... a crossover from hell. I don't know, I'd watch it. That would be interesting. Like, chibi versions of all the animals, of all the pets. And let's see, we have, we have here, um, Raginator. Well, there's sort of a little pet shop of horrors. Have you seen those evil little chihuahuas in God Hand? Just evil little chihuahuas, you know, these socialites carrying their purses. Mm, speaking of sort of chibis, on a side note, Marco, what do you mm. think about that new upcoming uh, movie, Disney's Descendants? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I, I shared it on you all. They're doing a movie based on the children of Disney's villains. I did not see that. Mm-hmm. Just imagine an offspring of Maleficent. Yikes. To Marco, it's the sister I never had. Hmm. Yeah, I, I actually, I, yeah, I shared it. I'll, I guess I have to go finding it and throw it on. Oh Google. no, I'm lo- I'm looking it up on Google now. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a Disney Channel original, not yeah. like something big and fancy. No, of course not. Big and fancy. This is Disney. Surely you just. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna go ahead. Open the Skype line. So if you have any questions about what we talked about tonight, you have questions to ask us or anything along those lines, go ahead and Skype us at Anime Jam Session. Until we get a call coming in or something like that, we're going to go ahead and talk about news from Japan. And I think Mako outdid herself this week. I try. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Burglar stole 18.5 million yen worth of items during the year to feed 120 cats. What? Mm-hmm. And, and how did I how did I word that? Uh, Mamoru getting bitch slapped by Luna. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I mean, man steals money to feed cats. A Japanese man went on a year-long burglary spree, making up for the haul worth of 18.5 million yen to feed 120 cats a gourmet diet, police said. Mamoru Demizu, that's why you said it. Oh. Yeah, his, his name is Mamoru. <laughs> it's too easy. It's too easy. Mamoru Demizu is suspected of breaking into houses to steal cash and jewelry on 32 separate occasions. He told police he stole things to come up with the money to feed scores of his feline friends, spending up to 25,000 yen a day, an officer said. He said he felt the happiest when he rubbed his cheek against cats, the officer said. Unemployed Demizu kept one animal at his home in Izumi City and about 20 in a nearby warehouse while feeding 100 more strays that lived in the neighborhood, the police said. He would give them fresh fish and chicken and not cheap canned food, he said. All this guy needed was some friends and... Maybe getting laid once or twice, and this story would not have happened. This is not the type of pussy you want. Uh, <laughs> seriously, do you, 
the stereotype of a crazy cat lady is just that, a crazy cat lady. No. Also, she's older. I mean, like... No, it's not oh. even that. It's I just find it funny how everybody wants to marry a Japanese man or a Japanese woman. And here are these articles that we're covering that gives you reasons not to. Yeah, no. Yikes. I don't think yikes is a specific word. It's more like drink now. I'll stop when I think it's okay. And Dark Titsuya says, Let's just hope authorities didn't find a rose at the scene of each crime. Then I might be concerned. LOL. Uh. I'm done. Good night, folks. <laughs> Someone please take the next one. Marco? No, I want to take the last one. <sighs> Leave me with the weirdos. A man was arrested for cutting a schoolgirl's skirt in a train car. What a charmer. Mm. <clears throat> Police in Chiba Prefecture said th- Thursday they have arrested a 41-year-old man for cutting the skirt of a junior high school girl on a train. According to police, the, sp- the suspect, identified as Matamisu Ando, a company employee for Sudagawara, used scissors to cut the girl's skirt while riding on the J.R. Uchiba line from Tadayama to Chiba at around 6 a.m. on Wednesday. PBS quoted p- police as saying that Ando snipped three centimeters off the skirt of the girl who was sitting behind him, beside him. Following his arrest, Ando was quoted by police saying, The girl was so cute, I thought how nice it would be to see her underwear. I have done the same thing on three other occasions. Oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? First article had Mamoru. Second article at Chiba. Do you sense a theme here? <laughs> Chiba Mamoru going after a middle school girl? Perish the thought. <laughs> uh, of course not. He wouldn't go after middle school girls. Never. He is an outstanding young man. Yeah. We just won't talk about his uh, stalking tendencies. <laughs> Oh, God. You got a really bad idea in my head. Let's move on. Um, my <laughs> so... No, 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 no. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, I have a friend that lives in Japan. She tells me that there have been times she has been groped and molested while on the train. So Did she so, tell you about times when she responded by putting the guy's head through the window? It was that crowded. She couldn't do it. Oh, please. If someone's getting wailed on for groping someone in pub- public, then yeah, people will clear a path. Evidently, you never watched those, well, you never watched those Japanese porn flicks, then. No. Yeah, yeah there's quite a bit of hentai out there, too. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the people will turn their backs and like, oh, not a big deal. Yep. Alright, so, last article of the night. 13 Surprising Japanese Translations of American Movie Titles mm-hmm. Hollywood, Hollywood films are popular around the world, and Japan gets its fair share of dubbed and subtitled blockbusters. But sometimes things get a little mixed up when, tra- when changing words from English to Japanese. This gives rise to translated titles that come in a wide range of strange, uh, from the strange to uh, unintended sexual innuendos to spoiler summaries. Here are 13 of them. 
Uh, Napoleon Dynamite was translated to Bus Man. Not only does Napoleon Dynamite have nothing to do with a bus, except for maybe the school bus he rides every day, the eccentric high school student is barely old enough to be called a man. The title translation was apparently so bad that 20th Century Fox issued an official apology. I don't get that one at all. What was so bad about just writing Napoleon Dynamite in a... Was it Katakana? No. Napoleon Dynamite was translated to Bus Man. Yes, I know that, but why don't you just write his like, the name Napoleon Dynamite in a Katakana? Who what was knows? so difficult about that? Who knows? Maybe they're trying to localize the title so it kind of make more sense, I guess. Bus Man just sounds like a C-list Mega Man boss. Densha Toko, what? Which was a very good series, by the way. Alright, number two. You Only Live Twice. It was translated to 007 Dies Twice. You Only Live Twice is similar to saying that someone died twice, but not quite. Hmm. Number three. Despicable Me. Translates to Mysterious Thief Gru's Moon Theft 3D. We understand that translating Despicable Me into Japanese would would prove difficult, but couldn't they have thought of a catchier title? This is what people who don't know what anime is think animes are titled. Uh-huh. It's that kind of naming convention. <laughs> Number four. The cheerleading movie Bring It On was translated to Cheers. Cheerleaders are called cheer girls in Japan, but cheers is an entirely different word. The title translation might have made sense if these high schoolers celebrated a successful routine by knocking back a few drinks. And, I, and, and on occasion, I have played a song from the Bring It On 2 soundtrack. And I think every time I've played it, Mako has threatened me with death. Or worse. Have I? Yes, yes you have. Okay. You don't remember the song? I I very rarely pay attention to music that you play over and over and over again. Because if I actually pay attention to it, it makes me twitchy. Well, I'll give you... So I, I started to ignore it. This... I have not threatened you with death over that. I find that hilarious. Might have been Ari. <sighs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, let's move on. Number five. The Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is kind of weird. Each one has had their own title, so here they are. Uh, the Fast and the Furious was called Wild Speed in Japan. Too Fast, Too Furious was Wild Speed X2. The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift was Wild Speed, Wild Speed X3 Tokyo Drift. That should have been called uh, Initial D, the movie. Moving on. <laughs> Fast and Furiouser was Wild Speed Max. Fast 5 was Wild Speed Mega Max. And Fast and Furious 6 was Wild Speed Euro Mission. Wild Speed! I think I like the Japanese titles better. <laughs> I don't know, I... Yo, wild Speed sounds like a game... Yo, that... Frick, the hell with Need for Speed? I want Wild Speed for PlayStation 3. Fuck that! <laughs> Alright, number six. Being John Malkovich was translated to Malkovich's Hole. And they're not quite sure why. 
Uh, number Does seven. The little route you take to become John Malkovich. Who which knows? Fifteen minutes later, mm. you end up somewhere in a New Jersey turnpike. Who knows? Number seven, Freaky Friday was translated to Fortune Cookie. Uh, there is a fortune cookie in the 2003 remake of Freaky Friday, so it does make sense. But we're wondering why they chose to change the title when the original 1976 version was called Freaky Friday in, Japan, in Japanese. Hmm. Uh, Karate Kid was called Best Kid. And there are those that um, argue that actual karate is not being performed in the movies, so the Japanese version is probably more accurate. Best Kid? Number Sorry, nine. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is Ferris Suddenly One Morning. At first, we weren't so sure of the name change, but the new Japanese version does give the movie a sense of urgency. <laughs> uh, number 10, The Manchurian Candidate, 1962 version, is called The Sniper Without a Shadow. Not so bad of a title, and we think the Japanese version actually sounds cooler than the original. But, number 11, The Manchurian Candidate, 2004 is translated to Crisis of America. The new title is completely written in katakana, the Japanese symbology for foreign words, and gives a sense of impending, impending doom that the 1962 title lacks. Number 12, Ratatouille, translates to Remy's Delicious Restaurant. <laughs> Maybe Ratatouille is too difficult to say in Japanese, especially for little kids, forcing translators to go with an easier-to-digest title. That was terrible. Number 13, Up, Grandpa Carl's Flying House. The original slightly cryptic title of Up was canned in favor of a more descriptive title, letting curious kids know exactly what's in store for this Disney Pixar masterpiece. Fair enough. And British bonus is the movie called Moon, and it's translated to The Man Who Is Imprisoned on the Moon. Um, finally, an added bonus, we couldn't help bringing you a recent British movie whose title, um, whose title in Japanese seemingly decided was, uh, whose title Japan seemingly decided was simply not descriptive enough. Sure, there's plenty more of, plenty more to be seen and reveal in the movie proper, but when we stumbled upon the Japanese release of Moon, the, uh, the 2009 sci-fi flick starring Sam Rockwell and featuring the voice of Kevin Spacey and saw it titled as The Man Who Was Imprisoned on the Moon, we couldn't help thinking, um, doesn't that kind of ruin a hefty chunk of the plot? Mm. Well, wasn't Japan the one that ruined The Sixth Sense, too? Probably. I, I didn't hear about that. Uh... Let me see if I can find it. If you go look, if you look on like the comment section, there are a lot of interesting uh, titles about that as well. Um, let's see. Someone mentioned "Old Man Carl's House" that soars. The skies would have been a more accurate title. Taking with apparently the magnificent. Oh no! Seven. It was it was China that did it. China, um, the sixth sense was called. He's a ghost. Wow! What the fuck, China? Remember, they did use a a, a, a fan art of Thor and Loki being romantic to advertise the second movie. Mm. You were there for that. I wish I wasn't. 
Leaving Las Vegas in Japan was titled "I'm Drunk and You're a Prostitute." <laughs> well, it's leaving Las it's Las Vegas, so Taken was refitted to 96 hours. I'm trying it's to find not one like a for... sequel to 48 Hours movies, but Michael, you have to use your Google food for this one. The Italian Job. Oh, this ought to be fun. Wait, I'm still going. Army of Darkness was translated to Captain Supermarket. Wow. Okay. <laughs> God, Ashley J. Williams is a is a superhero. I did like alter ego Captain Supermarket. Hmm. Also, oh super, man. Also, S Mart is more like a Kmart or nowadays a Walmart. Hmm. Well, here, well, here's one for you. Now, if you can, if you can't catch this right away, you can't be helped. In Japan, Wreck-It Ralph was called Sugar Rush. Okay, because of the game in the movie. Not just that. AKB48 did the song, so. And you have some other interesting titles, like in France, Jaws is called Teeth from the Sea. In China, Leon is called Hitman is not as cold as he thought. Such a good movie. Pretty Woman is called I Will Marry a Prostitute and Save Money. This is also the country that didn't ban, uh, that bans lots of books but didn't ban 1984 because the government didn't catch the point of the book. Well, I do know in Italy, The Godfather is called An American Story. Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons. Not even going to go there. So, uh, let's see. These are all Chinese translations. As good as it gets is Mr. Cat Poop. What? Boogie Nights is his great device makes him famous. Talk about your transliterations. Uh, Free Willy is a very powerful whale. Runs to heaven. The English patient. Do not ask me who I am ever. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, boy. Shall we just... Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, here. The Godfather in uh, Portugal and Brazil is called the Powerful Big Boss. I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's a little bit... <laughs> Cloudy with a chance of meatballs in Israel was called It's Raining Falafel. It's raining falafel. It's raining falafel. I'm done now. I can't believe you should be done over the fact that both me and Ari timed that all to a purely by coincidence. I'm done now. Can we go home now? Yeah. Uh, too bad Act Def left. I would have loved to hear like Mexican titles of American films there. <laughs> no, no, no. Here you go. Rageinator. I thought as good as it gets is what Jack Nicholson calls his member. And on that note, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we will be back.
Well, now, uh, let me ra start wrapping things up from underneath my rock for obvious reasons, for being obvious. <sighs> stupid posts are stupid, and you're going to get beat for them. <laughs> I couldn't resist! It was too good! Too good, I tell you! <laughs> I don't think Ari's seen it yet. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I think he just saw it. Yes, yes, he did. Alright, I always told you I was going to get you back. For half the MLP shit you pulled on my wall, I told you I was going to get you back one way or another. At least sometimes when I post it, it's kind of nice looking. But you know me, I, I gotta fuck with your head one way or another. Next thing, next thing I know, I next thing I know, I'm gonna wake up like two hours later, going, "Where am I? It's cold out. Why am I covered in blood?" You really want to? <laughs> you really want to give this staff ideas? <laughs> God, Speci no, I don't need to give you ideas. You have plenty of bad ideas on your own. Especially the one over there who knows how to do things because she has all because she had very interesting college professors. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to kill you. Listen, I don't know who you are, but you're going to find me and probably kill me. Hilarious, Krillin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up, can we? Yes, yes. Like I said, next week is our first ever live Anime Jam Session Drunken Podcast spe Debacle Special. Pretty much... If Mako-chan makes it through, she's going to pull maybe three or four of the most outlandish, fucked up um, ep articles we've covered. And we're just going to just go to town while drinking. We're also going to open up the Skype line for people to call in and talk. We're going to have a, a, a marked post for people to leave questions. Just so you know, you can ask us anything. But we may not answer all of them. Nobody's obliged to. You can go ahead and ask. You might get the truth. You might get something outlandish. It's up for you to decide. Now. Or you might get one where us recoiling in, in shock at our computers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be us. I believe uh, Jen, DJ AJ, will, will join us if she can. Um, I believe Koi will be joining us as well. Broken podcast. No! Shattered <laughs> podcast. No! <laughs> I already replaced that power adapter. Don't need to replace another one. And like I said, we do have guests. One of our first guests to confirm is Kayla from Avalon Cosplay. She will be bringing the Bacardi. Um, also joining us will be uh, Seiya and Yaten from Kinmoku Revolution. Uh, they will be bringing the tequila and the Hennessy. And if she can join us for Epic Times, Michelle Knotts will be joining us. And she will be bringing the Smirnoff. So that's going to be fun. Hopefully she'll curse us out in, in one of her uh, voices. One of her character voices. That will be effing epic. And in response to Anton Mark says, Needs more Malshina singing the Bandora theme. Dude, if you can find me the original Bandora theme, I'd be greatly appreciative of it. 
And also he goes, Krillin owned N plus one. Anywho, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for free. We do this because we love what we do, and it's fun. If you have any questions, ideas, suggestions, rants, raves, comments, compliments, flames, whatever, send them to podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. And definitely check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, also, all of our podcasts are there. If you can't get to the site for our podcast due to filters at your job or something, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, TuneIn Radio Pro. If you rate us on iTunes, we ask for five stars. If you give us five stars, we'll gladly read that review on the air. Now, if you've been listening to Vogue, two shows have been nominated for Stitcher Awards. Uh, that would be Orange and Orange Radio and the Bobby Blackwolf Show. Um, Anime Jam Session didn't go in this year because... Probably because I forgot or did, probably didn't care to, but I don't think it really matters to me if we get an award or not, because I just love what we do, but head over to Stitcher.com, find um, Orange Downs Radio, find the Bobby Blackwell Show, vote and nominate these shows for in their categories for Best Original Podcast, Best Gaming Podcast, and so forth. Definitely check them out. Check out our videos on YouTube, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Um, let's see, if I can get most of my stuff done, I can get that very last video done from from Castle Point and get all the videos up. Which would be a good thing. Um, definitely check out our video, our own individual YouTube pages. YouTube.com slash DJ Ron Mess, RE22682, and Jupe Luna. Follow us there and see what videos that we may put up or videos that we will share and that we like. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there so you know when Photos, posts, videos, all kinds of stuff related to our Facebook and our website and our YouTube go up. That way you can be, on, be the first one to know. And also that's what we use to let you know what cons that we're going to and where to find if you, find if you want to say hi or bring us a soda. Either way, we're cool. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJ S, Ari's at the Ari Man, and Mako is over at Joe Videa. And she's not changing her Twitter page. If you really want her to do so, you have to. You may have to write her a check. No, you have, no, you have, you have to leave a bag of cash right in front of her door. Cash monies. Yeah, about ten grand is starting month, starting ca- starting amount. Yep. Definitely and check a brown out. paper shopping bag too. Yep. Definitely follow us on uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. 2,645 fans. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for supporting us. As long as you continue to support us and like what we do, we'll continue to add articles, photos, videos, and stuff. Um, I know we haven't had a cosplay interview up lately. Koi's been busy with work. So as soon as she gets a free moment and she kind of relaxes, she'll drop us an awesome cosplay interview. Because her stuff's awesome like that. If you want to follow us on on Facebooks, you can find me at I am DJ Ron Mess. Mako is at Ma- Makoto Makochankino, and Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And don't forget to check out the rest of the shows on the Vogue Network, which is Vogue Voice of Geeks. If you like television, books, movies, pop culture, Hollywood, check out Critical Myth. 
British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Under Sedation Live. If you like what we do, you should check out our homegirls, uh, Panda and Ninja Sister at Electric Sisterhood. They're on at 8 o'clock before us. They're, like I said, a female ver- variant of what we do. So listen to them, listen to our pre-show, and roll right into us. If you like World of Warcraft, check out Wild WoW Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow at 12, followed by Horde House at 10, which is now live. And I think they're also doing other MMOs, so if you play other MMOs besides WoW, definitely check out Horde House. And then there is the flagship programming of the VOG Network. The Bobby Blackwolf Show, kicking things off at 8 o'clock on Sundays, Eastern Standard Time, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, which is at 9. If you're all about independent gaming, gamer talk, the gamer style, just having a voice in the gaming world where you're heard, definitely check out both these shows. Okay. Last words. Ari. I actually downloaded Candy Crush Saga for my tablet the other day. I found it severely underwhelming. Wait till you get to the higher levels. But yeah, I don't see what the, it's just another match three game. It doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, Sorry. Wait till you wait till you keep playing a little bit more. You'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mako-chan. I'm kind of addicted to Doctor Who Legacy. What was that? You're kind of a dick? <laughs> no, I've been playing Doctor Who Legacy, which is the Doctor Who game for your phone. Yeah. And I'm kind of addicted to it. Okay. Um, so if anybody's been shopping at Forbidden Planet and got the code to get one of the characters and doesn't play the game, give me the code. <laughs> I guess I could buy something over there and get the code and return it. <laughs> if they still have any codes. Mm. Anybody out there at Forbidden Planet, New York City, Doctor Who, buy stuff, give Mako China code in exchange she'll bake you some awesome cookies. I can do that. See? Ah, uh, my last words. I finally got my tree up. I just need to decorate it. Yeah, How big I'm doing is the that tree? tomorrow. Uh, it's two feet. Yeah. Is it two feet? It's a Sandra Lee two feet. So I have a tree designed by the girlfriend of the governor of New York State in my house. Piss on it. No. I, <laughs> why would I want to do that? Our, our governor is awesome. Y'all New Jersey's wish y'all had our governor. A, a governor that qualifies as not Chris Christie, and yeah, that, that's what we do wish for. Not qualifies as Crisco, what? <laughs> and, and I went out and I bought some I bought some uh, candy canes for it. The only thing that's on the tree right now is the Luigi uh, ornament that I bought like two weeks ago. Hmm. I just got to get around to like fluffing out the... Um, the limbs and putting like small one thing of lights and one thing of tinsel on it. Yeah. Alright. I think it's time for us to hurry up and get up on out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. We will be back next week with a brand new episode, our drunken special. And that's it for the year. We'll be off for a week. 
we will return January 7th, 2014 with a brand new episode. And we'll be doing our 2013 year in review the following year because it doesn't make sense to do the year in review at the end of the year. Random shit might happen, like Beyonce dropping an album and nobody really knowing about it. Sure they didn't. Alright. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Peace. Next week's gonna be fun. That it will. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Just this once. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane.